Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let Me Ruin Your Life with Serena Shahidi. I have taken a hiatus of sorts. I don't think I've done a podcast in three weeks. Here's the thing. Here's here are my this is my list of excuses. Week number one, I was depressed. I don't have a good excuse for that. I was in bed. That's about it. Week number two, I attempted to record a podcast episode with Tess and it just went so horribly among many reasons, but the sound quality was up there. The sound quality was horrible. And so I went to B&H. I got a new microphone. A very nice old man helped me. Lovely experience. Um, and I'm now listening to myself right now because I got headphones with it and I think I sound pretty good. I feel like a podcaster. I feel like Joe Rogan if he was like smart and talented and funny and hot and not bald and not old. I could go on forever. Anyway, I hope you guys are doing well. I haven't talked to you in some time. I have been living my life in the meantime in my little hiatus uh, I turned 21, which is very exciting. I'm still celebrating. I have a glass of red wine right here with me. That's not true. It's actually in a mug, but still. I turned 21. It was very exciting. I mean, it, it is kind of weird to turn 21 during like, I guess we're not in like quarantine, quarantine right now, but like during Corona when it, I can't throw a party, I'm not going to like go to the club. So I just went to my friend's place. We hung out on a rooftop with a couple of other people. Pretty chill. Some champagne. Uh, Definitely been doing a lot of champagne lately. I love champagne. And I love the fact that I never have to buy it. That's not completely true. I used to go to the Roxy when I was in fashion design and I would sketch and I would get a glass of Prosecco and I would look around at all the rich men and be like, ooh, I bet I look super into my career and super creative. But I'm a lightweight, so that did not work out too well for my drawing skills. Probably going to keep celebrating just since I can't do anything too crazy, just slowly, (laughs) slowly celebrating in little ways um, as not to get COVID. I thought I had COVID earlier this week because my nose was runny as me and my friends have started calling it a wet ass nussy. It's disgusting, but we can't stop saying it. Um, so I got COVID tested on my birthday. I went to the city MD. I said, Hey party people. I think I have coronavirus. Yeah. I only thought I had coronavirus because I had like a stuffy nose and a sore throat to which they were like, those aren't really symptoms of COVID if you just have them on their own. I've gone to City MD three to four times and each time I've presented my quote unquote symptoms to them. And each time they've been like, those aren't, aren't really symptoms. I was also on Tiff's podcast again um, on my birthday. Also got COVID tested, was on a podcast. It was an exciting day. If you guys haven't listened to Tiff Barra's podcast, I think she's Tiffany Barra 27 on TikTok. She makes videos about dating. She makes videos about how to like meet rich men in New York. And her boyfriend is a silver fox. So I would listen to her advice. Yeah, I went on the podcast with her and with Audrey Peters. It was a lot of fun. 
I had my first legal drink. We talked about dating in New York and all that. And I mean, I think we all have some very interesting stories. Certainly. It's so hard for me to come up with the stories, not come up, but like remember the stories when I'm here by myself. I feel like when someone's with me, they remind me like so often I'll be with my friends and they'll remind me of something absolutely insane that happened to me. And I'll be like, oh, I forgot about that. That's crazy. So that podcast was great. I think I there was a lot of champagne involved. I'm pretty sure I called several people who I know personally losers. Um, So I'll probably have to send a little texty text to get that cut out. Or maybe I'll leave it in. Maybe I'll leave it in. I don't know. I also had a nice little din din the other day with uh, also Audrey Peters and Mark Sebastian, both fellow TikTok stars. Both have been on the podcast. It was really fun. We had some dinner in Soho, had some Diet Coke, some tuna, some hummus. I always find it interesting to talk to other people who also have followers on the internet. And I'm never going to become one of those people who like just hang out with fellow influencers. Like most of my close friends don't care at all that I have TikTok followers and I appreciate that. Like my best friend refuses to download TikTok and I'm like, good, keep it that way. But it is really interesting to talk to them. First of all, there's a lot of shit to talk. There's always so much shit to talk. I'm one I've said this on the podcast before, but one night when I was over at Mark's place, his roommate had like gone to sleep and we were still up until like 2 a.m. just talking shit. It's just so necessary, especially when you're on TikTok. There's just so many people to make fun of. It's so much fun. There is just so much low-hanging fruit, and I am just so hungry for it. I love it. Also, hanging out with other internet people, I hate that phrase, um, makes me very grateful that I haven't been canceled yet. Because the things that they complain about people making hate videos about, I'm like, how has no one made an account solely to hate on me? It just blows my mind. I'm not saying if I'm friends with someone that I agree with every single thing they do. But if I'm real life friends with someone, it's not the internet. I'm not going to cut them out of my life because I think they've made a mistake. It's not the same thing. Like it's a friend that's different from a stranger on the internet. But it is very weird That a lot of the internet scandals are something so small that's taken so out of proportion. And I'm like, how am I just to let like I've tweeted the words I put the lit in elitist and no one cared. I'm not complaining. That's incredible. I think it's just because I didn't build my platform off of being like sweet and relatable um, because I'm not that good of an actress. (laughs) But it's so bizarre and seemingly random as to who gets canceled and for what. Not that I believe like I'm using the word canceled very liberally. Like like when Mark bragged about his designer clothes and people called him classist. Obviously, that's not a true cancellation, nor should it be like who cares. But it is, you know, a little controversial, a little scandalous. And I think that's so... I don't know, just weird and unpredictable as to who that happens to. But it hasn't happened to me, so no complaints. I am also still seeing Tech Boy. You guys always ask for Tech Boy updates. I don't really know what to say (laughs) as far as that goes. I don't have like, if I were dating the type of guy I normally date, who's, you know, old money, probably from Greenwich, white guy in finance, 
very, you know, hedonistic and you know what I'm getting at. Uh, I would definitely have a lot more stories, you know, the last guy I dated. If I was doing this podcast while I was seeing him, I would have, I mean, a novel to write a week, uh, which is a good thing and a bad thing. A good thing because I love chaos. A bad thing because they're horrible people. I need to I need to like compile a list of past dating stories because I definitely have some interesting ones. It's just that it's so hard to think of them in the moment. I need to just start jotting them down when they come to me. I would love to hear your guys' dating stories, though, or just horror stories in general. I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be a horror story. You know what? No, it has to be something terrible. <laughs> Not something terrible, something we can laugh at. So if you have any stories like that, I would love to read them on the podcast and judge you. I always think that's so interesting. Like when I was, God, how old was I? Like in high school and YouTuber story times were a thing. I ate that shit up. That was everything. I mean, now they're kind of boring because it's like, oh, I'm an adult. Like similar stuff has happened to me. We've all had a bad roommate or dated a guy who was kind of a narcissist or whatever. But when I was like 16, that was my primary source of entertainment. I loved me some Tana Mojo, who follows me on TikTok, by the way. Should I fake a relationship with her for clout? Should I? Just kidding. I'd have to move to LA. Disgusting. But yeah, DM me. You can DM my main account, Glam Demon 2004 on Instagram or at Let Me Ruin Your Life Pod, the podcast Instagram. I want to hear your stories. I want to read them out loud on the podcast. I want to judge you and or whoever else is involved in the situation. I would love to do that. Kind of a little bit of copying uh, the Secrets Hotline from Endless Honeymoon Podcast. By the way, if you haven't listened to that podcast, it is two of my favorite comedians, Natasha Legero and Moshe Kasher. It's so good. They give they give relationship advice. It's really funny. I don't know why I'm advertising something. Whatever. Anyway, so that's been, I guess, my past three weeks. Not much of an update, especially the fact that I turned 21. You would have expected me to do something wild, wake up in Connecticut or something. But no, nothing too crazy. A good amount of champagne, but that's about it. I also had at a refinery rooftop, I had a frosé, but with red wine. I don't think I've ever had a frosé before, but it should not have tasted like that. That was, I don't know. It was just like if you put red wine through a 7-Eleven slushy machine, like, it's a cute concept, but do I want to drink that? Absolutely not. Especially not, I hate paper straws, especially not through a paper straw. Just just invest in metal ones. I don't want to use a straw that goes flaccid a third of the way through my drink. Or at least give me, like, one or two backups. Come on. Come on. Okay, I got a long, juicy question from someone in the DMs. I don't normally choose these long, juicy questions just because I haven't yet found one that I feel like really contains something that everyone would find interesting or everyone would re- would relate to. But I think this one might have some of that. Ooh, construction sounds. Okay, she says, I have a little situation. She said situation, but I say situation. So there's this guy. We met at a Halloween party last year, so I'll call him Halloween Boy. Should have told me what he was dressed as. Could have told you a lot about him. Anyway. For two months, it seemed like we were going to date. And then he started playing games. First of all, if it seems like you're going to date, bad sign. That's a sign that they probably have you on the back burner 
and want to see if there's anyone else they would like more. And I know because I've done this, like there have been, no, I was about to say plenty of guys, not plenty of guys, but you know, when I was younger, before I was 21 and less mature, sorry, mature, there were definitely times where I just kind of kept someone around and vaguely talked about the future with them just so they would stay around for long enough so they would kind of always be there. And if I couldn't find someone else, I could go to them. So that's not a great sign. She says, but he still randomly reaches out now and then. That's part of the game, baby. That's breadcrumbing. I've been many a breadcrumber. I've been Hansel and Gretel. And breadcrumbing, um, I'm pretty sure this is like a millennial term that like BuzzFeed introduced and I'm not even sure I'm getting the definition right but whatever I'm not gonna look it up who cares this is my word now uh it basically means giving someone a little attention every now and then just to keep them around just to give them enough hope that you're gonna stay on their mind and in their priorities so I don't care that he still reaches out now and then Okay. At the end of July, he confessed that I was the best person he's ever met and how he was so sorry for messing around. But he said all of this and was like, I'm an engineering student. I have no time for a relationship. Ew. First of all, gross. I don't know what engineers do. What do engineers do? When I picture an engineer, I just think of someone like taking open an old fashioned alarm clock and like putting it back together. I pictured Tinkerbell is what I think of when I think of an engineer. Um, anyway, so uh, I doubt he's telling the truth. I doubt he's telling the truth. It's very easy to say someone's the best person you've ever met, which isn't to say that you're not the best person, you know, he's ever met, whatever. But men have bad taste. So who cares if they're not being genuine when they pay you a compliment? But yeah, I would say when someone says they're not ready for a relationship, they're telling the truth. Believe them believe them okay so nothing has really happened except him randomly calling me at all hours of the night (laughs) girl you know what that means come on you know what that means then I met this nice Jewish boy who's 24 and I'm 18 so he's a little old girl you don't want to know who I was dating when I was 18 anyway he's great but he lives in Seattle and I live in Vancouver Canada Vancouver I really like the Jewish boy, but I feel like Halloween boy is my twin flame. Should I drop Halloween boy, even though I'll always have some feelings for him? What's your best advice for this situation? First of all, I don't think you should date either of these boys. (laughs) Um, I don't, I mean, personally, I don't care about the age, age gap, 24 and 18. That applies to your personal situation. I mean, if I really can't give advice on age gaps, I would ask someone close to you. If you're concerned about whether an age gap is okay or not, you know, don't ask Twitter, don't ask old men. Both of those will give you very different answers. The thing I don't like, (laughs) I, I don't like the way I'm about to phrase this. The thing I don't like about the Jewish boy is that I don't believe in long distance. So I don't, I don't know how many cute boys are in the Vancouver, but personally especially for me living in Manhattan and Vancouver is a major city too it's just like why would I ever have to date someone long distance why would I ever have to be cooped up on Skype or I guess Zoom is the new thing hello stock market when I could be out meeting new people or with a guy you know at a bar or restaurant or whatever like why would I do that there's just no point to me but the main thing I wanted to talk about 
is this Halloween boy. I hate the phrase twin flame with a passion. For me, it's on the same level as the word empath, which I also despise. If you call yourself an empath, like you have empathy for other human beings. That is what we all have. How could you possibly think that you're special for that? If you were actually a person with high empathy, you would recognize that other people have that trait and you would never identify as an empath. So I think the people who identify as empaths are actually quite the opposite. Anyway, twin flame, I despise that phrase. I think twin flame, the idea of a soulmate, the idea of unconditional love, these are all words that have been fed to women so that we stay with the guy no matter what. So that we excuse bad behavior like this little Halloween boy and his sporadic texts and his probably shitty Halloween costume, I'm willing to bet. Some terrible party city vampire, right? Am I wrong? You can't just fall in love with how you feel about someone because that honestly has more to do with you than it does with them. You, you also have to fall in love with how they treat you. It's not going to work if it's someone who's texting you at all hours of the night and giving you these fake ass confessions and playing games with you and breadcrumbing and being an engineer. Ew. You know, if I believed in the idea of twin flames or soulmates or whatever, these fake ass ideas that are fed to women, I hate them so much. If I believed in that, I would not consider my twin flame to be some engineering student who doesn't want me. Am I wrong? That's who you think your soulmate is? This guy with the shitty Halloween costume? This uggo vampire? who's texting you at 3 a.m. about how you're the best person he's ever met. Bullshit. I get that you like him. I don't want to invalidate those feelings. But you just need to meet yourself a new boy in Vancouver, not Seattle or wherever. Portland? Seattle. Yeah, go around Vancouver. Go to the Tim Hortons or whatever. I don't even know if they have those in Vancouver or whatever. Canada. Go to the Tim Hortons. Meet yourself a nice boy. And drop this Halloween, quote unquote, twin flame. Not that you even have to drop him. You're picking him up right now. Just stop picking him up. That's all you need to do. You don't even need to drop him. That's my opinion on this situation. And feel free, guys, to message me these long, juicy situations. I love hearing about your strange little lives. All right. Someone wants to know what to do when you feel like no one likes you. LOL. Now, this is something (laughs) I have spent much of my life thinking about. Growing up in the South, growing up in North Carolina, in the suburbs, I mean, I wasn't hated. Was I well-liked? Not especially, no. And now, being a person on the internet, I have read some horrible things about myself and had to kind of confront this problem again. And just in real life, you know, there's a lot of people who think I'm kind of bitchy because they don't. This is so like they don't get me. But like, you know, a lot of people don't get my sense of humor and think that I'm just being a bitch, which I am. But it's hilarious. And it's different on the Internet. I mean, of course, a lot of people get my humor on the Internet. But imagine running into me at a party. You wouldn't be like this girl seems amazing. You'd be like, oof. Yikes. 
But I get the feeling of not feeling well liked. Definitely, especially among my peers. I always feel like young people don't like me. I always I tell my friends the group of people who likes me the most old Jewish people. I have an incredible success rate with old Jewish people. But FIT students, it's all right. Not quite as popular. But I feel like something that has really shaped my attitude towards people not especially liking me has been just my love for comedy and hearing my favorite comedians talk about turning a room so no one likes them or having an entire year where they're getting horrible press or just stuff like that. And it's like, oh, these are my favorite people in the world. And so many people hate them. Like that's it sounds bad, but that's such a relief, right? Like I've said this before, but when I think about my favorite people in the world, Joan Rivers, Naomi Campbell, Carrie Fisher, it's all these people who are very controversial, who were never liked by 100% of people. But also some of us need more validation than others, depending on how we grew up and et cetera, et cetera, whatever is wrong with us, basically. Um, So you might feel like no one likes you and it might just be that a lot of people like you, but you're not getting the very high amount of validation that you feel like you need to prove that. And that's something that gets better when you're older and you build your self-esteem and you engage in things you like and take care of yourself and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, a lot of people think that way when they're young, you know, the John Mulaney joke, do my friends hate me or do I just need to go to sleep? I think that's what it was. I'm That's embarrassing if I butchered a John Mulaney punchline, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. So don't stress too much about it. We all love people who hate us, especially if we're super funny and smart and sexy like a certain podcast host. I'm not going to say who. And I promise there are people out there who don't hate you, probably. Okay, someone else asked a few questions in their message, but there's one that I feel like I haven't talked about too much on the podcast that I would like to get into. She says, I would love to hear you reflect on privacy when it comes to dating, like the balance of having fun gossiping with your friends about this guy, but still not oversharing as I find that can stress me out and overhype whichever overrated indie boy I'm seeing, if you know what I mean. First of all, I don't know what you mean. I don't date indie boys. That's disgusting. They all hate women and they're poor. Pick a struggle. But I totally get what you mean privacy wise. I am definitely the same way. I don't like having my social life or my, you know, educational, professional, etc. life intertwined with my dating life. Like if I was ever in a relationship where I only went to like events or whatever with my partner, I would Amazon Prime myself a rope and a stool. I am having none of that. I think it's absolutely disgusting. And I think it's the death of individuality and just death in general. I think it kills your reason for being alive. Anyway, I think the most important thing to remember is that your boundaries are your boundaries. Sure, it's nice to give a justification as to why you want to keep whatever part of your life private or you don't want to introduce them to your friends right away or whatever, but you don't have to. You are completely in your rights to have your privacy while you're dating. And if whoever you're dating has a problem with that, they're probably trying to control you. 
But personally, I have a lot of those boundaries. I very, very much prefer to date a guy who doesn't know what my social medias are or like doesn't care enough to check them. Like tech boy right now knows all my social medias. It makes me so uncomfortable. I hate it so much. But of course, I don't blame him for like checking my social media if he found it. I would probably do the same. No, I wouldn't. I don't care enough. Other things, I very rarely introduce someone I'm dating to my friends. I think two guys have met Tess, my best friend, uh, and both of them were situations where I felt comfortable enough or whatever. But I prefer for someone not to meet my friends, at least for a good, good while. Um, I just think it makes it messy. I think it's also, it's such a privilege to meet my friends, you know. I wouldn't grant someone that privilege if I felt like they hadn't put enough effort in or whatever. I definitely do gossip about them to my friends, as you mentioned. I will spill every detail, but I don't know if this is weird or not. It feels right to me. I never use a guy's real name If I'm talking to my friends about him, which I think is pretty normal for girls. Like it just for me, I don't want to humanize the enemy. That's my motto. I just think it's so like gross and tacky to be like, oh, like Stephen did this the other day or whatever. I've never did Stephen. Like I think that's like husband talk. That's how you talk about someone you're married to. Not a boyfriend, not anything less than a boyfriend. Like that's just it's so tacky. It's so gross. I find it absolutely disgusting. Also, back to social media, I don't believe in posting or even following someone unless it's extremely serious. Like, I would never in my life follow a man on Instagram if we had been dating for less than a year. I know that sounds insane, but it's just it mixes parts of your life in a way that's, I don't know, icky. It's just icky. That's the only word I have. It's just, it's ew. And I think that's something a lot of young people do is like mixing social media with their dating life, whether it means like meeting someone on social media or sliding into the DMs. And that's like, you know, it's okay for some people. For me, I would never do that. And also my ideal partner would not be active via social media. Like 99% of the guys I've dated either don't have social media or they have like an Instagram where they post once a year because their friends pressured them to or whatever. I just, I am not into, the idea of a man tweeting is just valuable to me. And I don't think I'm alone in that. And I don't think I should be alone in that. Men, get off social media. Get on Microsoft Excel where you belong. Start reading some literature. My God. What's happened to our men? Ah! Also, I think it's very important not to overshare to whoever you're dating or whoever you're trying to date or whatever. I keep things pretty mysterious for the most part. I just think, I mean, of course it's a matter of preference, but the thing is you have absolutely no obligation to tell this person just about anything. You really have no obligation. And I think it's so ridiculous to act as if that's something that's required. And that's, of course, something that we put on to women and not on to men. Men are allowed to have secret families or whatever. But if women 
don't answer a question by a man we're like not a quality partner or whatever I think it's very important to have some stuff separate from your partner I mean preferably like almost all of your life is separate from your partner but that's just my preference and we all have different preferences you might want to keep your social life separate from whoever you're dating or your career or whatever all the above but I think it's just so important to keep at least one thing just have something for yourself don't be one of those people who has like a joint Instagram account or whatever with whoever you're dating just please be an individual have you guys seen those TikTok couples I mean not like TikTok couples like ooh, is Noah Beck dating Charlie D'Amelio's sister But TikTok couples as in like they have a username that's like Josh and Rebecca and they just make videos with each other. That is my worst nightmare. I literally can't imagine anything worse. That is the pits of hell is having to be in a joint TikTok account relationship that there is no way any of those people have ever read a book, you know? No one who has any level of education or maturity would ever create a joint social media account with someone they're dating. Last question. Someone asked where to find rich men to date. I'm tired of dating losers who ask to split the bill. Okay, first of all, I feel maybe this is just me. I feel like splitting the bill has a lot less to do with economic status or whatever and more to do if they respect women or not you know what I mean no man who ever in the history of the world has understood the struggle of a woman and respects it and respects us as people has ever asked a woman to split the bill that has never happened that will never happen a man who understands that you've spent your time and money looking good for him, wearing your little perfume, whatever, being classy for him, would never even think to do that. And no woman should be justifying that. The idea that it's equality to pay to go on a date with a man is absolutely ludicrous to me. We live in a society where... Things are so unequal for men and women. And the first step, the very first step towards equality you want to make is paying more. Is that what we want to do? No, it's not. And I don't think anyone genuinely wants to do that. I think it comes out of insecurity. And of course, it comes out of men telling them that that's the right thing to do and men telling them that that's equality because they want to manipulate them or whatever. But the point is, it's just not true. No man should be asking you to split the bill. Second of all, where to find rich men. Okay, when I was in my pre-quarantine days, which was frankly my peak, because I'm a natural little socialite, and I was dating lots of rich men, I had my little rotation, here's what I did. So first of all, you want to look classy, If you want someone successful, not an indie skater boy, you can't make yourself look appealing to an indie skater boy. Take off those e-girl pants. Take off that little AliExpress shirt. Take off that chain. Take off that septum ring. Take off that green lipstick and all that eyeliner or whatever. And I, of course, know that that might be your style, but 
if you want to meet a rich man, you're going to have to take that off for a little bit. I know you're expressing yourself, but do you want to express yourself at Taco Bell? Or do you want to change it up a little bit and be at Waverly Inn? Hmm? Okay. So do a little cocktail dress moment. Put on some heels, something classic. You know, I love a good winged eye and red lipstick. I love to look towards vintage stuff for my inspiration. And you have to carry yourself well, of course. You want him to think of you on his arm at a black tie event and not a dive bar. So sit up straight. Talk properly. Enunciate. Look presentable. Don't look messy. Don't look sloppy. And honestly, with that, you can find someone anywhere. Like, I have met men in Whole Foods before. To be fair, I was the Tribeca Whole Foods, and that is just honestly a great place to meet men. But as for places, if you want to specifically go somewhere to meet successful men, somewhere nice. Just, it's that simple. Luckily, I live somewhere that's like so dense that I don't even really have to go to specific places to meet people. But there definitely have been times where I was in a really nice place and I met someone great. I remember being in a steakhouse with my friend and meeting someone. I remember being at the Beekman, writing and meeting someone. It's just something that happens. And you guys know I don't prefer meeting people on dating apps, but... If you're going to go on a dating app, make sure your pictures reflect what you're looking for. I always say that where you are in your pictures is where people are going to ask you out to. So if you're at a coffee shop or at the park, people are going to ask you on some cheap ass dates. If you're at a nice restaurant, a nice wine bar, jazz club, whatever, that's where you're going to get asked out to. And, you know, wherever you look like you belong. Everything is so visual on those sites, which I know a lot of people say is like shallow or awful or whatever, but it's not all about just how you look or how your body is shaped. It's also just like, where are you? What is the quality of this picture? How are you poised? You know, it's just a snap judgment people make and you want to make your profile friendly to snap judgments. And also, I think it's important to note that don't think that this changes your dating life to, you know, date men who are successful. Don't think that it's just some like thing you're trying out. I mean, that's basically what dating is for, for women, is financial stability. And I know, of course, things have changed since the original days of dating and marriage or whatever, but... We still live in a time where married women are more unhappy, have shorter lifespans than unmarried women, whereas married men are doing great. They're much happier. They have longer lifespans. So don't think that dating and eventually marriage is all about happiness because that is statistically not going to happen. Um, And it's not all about love. Of course, it's partially about love, but it's also about circumstances. And it's also about stability. I don't like the stigma at all that women who date rich men or stable men, whatever, are like gold diggers or they're evil. That is what marriage is for. And in turn, that is what dating is for, for women. Dating is not intended for women to be happy. I mean, of course, if you follow my tips, it will. But... Dating is intended for women to have stability. That is just the facts. 
And the people who try to deny that fact and try to act as if relationships are like they are in the movies and it's all about love and love conquers all, they end up in the worst relationships of all. So you need to be smart. And of course, you can have some fun. I'm all about that. But don't lie to yourself. And of course, you can do whatever you want. I'm not saying you have to date or marry rich, but... I'm always going to come to the defense of the gold diggers and the bimbos, of course, every day of my life. Don't you forget about it. So always remember, you're too pretty to pay for anything. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been another episode of Let Me Ruin Your Life with Serena Shahidi. You can find me on all social media at GlamDemon2004, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You can also follow the podcast at Let Me Ruin Your Life Pod on Instagram. DM me questions you have, things you want me to talk about. I would love to hear some stories from you guys and read them on the podcast. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you.